Our Father in heaven, I ask that you would join us here this morning. We repeat this request each morning because we want to confess our need of you, to show our dependence. We expect that you'll join us and that you'll be our teacher, and we ask for this gift in the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. In the last two days, I've made an effort to put two ideas into our mind for repeating to ourselves. One that I have planted, and I've planted the Word of God. The other that I have watered. Planting, being planting the Word of God, perhaps with people who are not yet converted. And watering, planting the Word of God with those who are converted. Leading some to new birth and helping those that are already newborn. Everyone needs the Word of God and we can spread it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We didn't spend too much time on the last part of verse 6. Where it says, but God gave the increase. And even this morning, I'm not going to spend much time on that. Look at verse 7. So then, neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth. So if I say today that I have planted, and if I say I have watered, verse 7 says, in both cases, I am nothing. That's the idea I want to speak about today. I am nothing. I can say, I want to be able to say, I have planted. I've put the word of God. I want to say, I have watered. I've shared the word of God. And I want to say, I am nothing, though I have planted and though I have watered. Turns me in your Bibles to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to look at verse 15. I want to share with you this morning four reasons that it's true that I am nothing. Isaiah 40 and verse 15. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he takes up the islands as a very little thing and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. That is the famous forest of Lebanon of proverbial size all through the Bible. Not sufficient to burn, for, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as, what does it say? Nothing. And they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. One reason that I am nothing is that I am so small. The whole planet is nothing, and I'm much smaller than the planet. The whole bunch of us are nothing, and I'm smaller than us. And the whole collection of South Point schools is nothing, and we're smaller than that. And all of America is nothing, and we're smaller than that. Do you understand what I'm communicating? One reason that we're nothing is that we're so small, and it would do well, we'd do well to keep this thought in our mind, that we are so small it would keep us from thinking that we're so big. 
In fact, when King Nebuchadnezzar came out of his seven years of being like a cow, one of the very first things he did is quote this passage from Isaiah. We can look at it. We probably have a minute to do it. Turn your Bibles to Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4, and we're looking at verse 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are, what does it say? Reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What are you doing? So how small we are and how big God is is one reason to realize that though I might say I have planted, I have watered, still I should say I am nothing. It's not the only reason. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And we're looking at verse 8. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 8. And last of all, he, that is Jesus, was seen by me, that is Paul, also, as one born out of due time. Paul has just finished describing the resurrected Jesus, how he was seen by this one and that one and those 500 and this one and those few. And then after, long after that, he saw Jesus too. Verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles and am not meet or appropriate to be called an apostle. Why? Because I persecuted the church of God. Maybe you know that Paul brings this up several times in his writings. Was Paul forgiven for persecuting the church? Was that in his pre-Christian life or in his Christian life? but he ever kept it in his mind as a reason why he was nothing. That is, the sin that was sufficient to cause him to be condemned, though he had been forgiven for it, though it was in his past, yet it was part of his experience and was sufficient for him to say, I am nothing, not worthy to be a worker for God. The balance to that is in verse nine. But by, excuse me, verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. The second reason why I can say I am nothing is because of my sins. I don't only mean sins I'm not forgiven for, I mean even sins I am forgiven for, even ones that are in my past. My sins ought to keep me humble. They are evidence that I am completely dependent on God. And if I labor more abundantly than people who have had more privileges than I, it is not I that's doing it, but the grace of God that's working through me so that I can say I am nothing. 
There's another reason. Look back two chapters to chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're looking at verse 2. It says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I give all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, I am nothing. Follow my logic for a minute. If I don't have charity, I am nothing. But if I do have charity, verse 4 says, among other things, that charity vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. If I put those two ideas together, I get a picture of someone who never has a right to be puffed up. Does that make any sense to what I just said? If I don't have charity, I am nothing. If I do have charity, I wouldn't even think of being anything. Let me show this to you somewhere else, and then I'll try to make it concise, the reason. Look at Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. We're looking at we're briefly viewing verses 5 through 7. It says in verse 5, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. And what do we call these three verses? Okay, Peter's ladder. We're going to start out with some basic faith. We're going to add to that holy living. We're going to add to that a more thorough biblical knowledge. We're going to add to that perfect self-control. We're going to add to that being able to put up with other people who don't have perfect self-control. And we're going to put on top of that even more thorough holiness. And to that, we're going to become really warm towards those that are without. But beyond that, what's at the end of verse 7? Charity is at the top of this ladder of character development. And if I don't have charity, I am nothing. If I could put these thoughts together, we should realize that we're nothing because of our lack of character development. We could be further along than we are. We have not taken advantage of all our opportunities and all our privileges, and the fact is, wherever we are in this ladder and growing, we could be further than we are. And if maybe someone is way up at the top, I don't think they'll know it. So the first reason we should say I'm nothing is because I'm so small. The second reason we should say that I am nothing is because of my sins. The third reason I should say I'm nothing is because of how deficient progress I've made in this ladder. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 15. John 15, and we're looking at verse 5. Jesus said, 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Maybe these four ideas all relate to each other so that you can almost make them into one if you tried. But we should realize that we're nothing because we're so completely dependent. That is, if we were something, we could do something on our own. But can we do anything on our own? You know, if we're connected, what did Paul say? That the grace that was bestowed on me was not bestowed in vain. In other words, the grace given to him made him fruitful. And we didn't finish reading in Second Peter, but if we'd kept going, we'd find that those who have these things will not be unfruitful. I am nothing because I am so dependent. Look at 2 Corinthians? Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and we're looking at verse 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. I was thinking of having us read Galatians 6.3 this morning. I'll just tell you what it says. It says, if any man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. So we started out this week saying, we'd like to be able to say, I have planted. We'd like to say, I have watered. But if we say both of those things, we should keep in mind that I am very small, that I have a sinful past, that my character is not nearly as developed as it could be if I had taken advantage of my opportunities, and that I am completely dependent on God for any efficiency in what I do. Those four ideas together could be summarized by saying, I am nothing. I have planted, I have watered, yet I am nothing. It is God that giveth the increase. Let's kneel for prayer. Our Father in heaven, I thank you for bringing Nebuchadnezzar out of his humiliating experience. I thank you for saving Paul from the sins that had marred his past. And I ask for myself and for those here that you would give us fruitful grace, that you'd allow us to be part of you, that our sufficiency would not be of ourselves but that you could accomplish through us something significant. We confess that we are nothing, and we ask for your help in the name of Jesus. Amen.